Well, ooh, I'm exhausted, folks. Post-election. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thoughtful conversation about the news of the day. And we address the existential threats to America. Maybe the political threats, too. Claude, I, I, we have several emails. I want to read Don's first and then this uh, unbelievably interesting email from George uh, in uh, Florida. Interesting state right now. Uh, but I, you know, my, my sentiments first is great disappointment as a conservative with what happened. And, uh, you know, I, I believed, I guess, uh, there was going to be a red wave. I was listening to people who are supposed to be expert on this, like Carl Rove and Newt Gingrich, et cetera. But, um, you know, there was no red wave. It was a trickle. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if this was uh, better planning and execution by, by them, Democrats, some poor candidates on our side. Uh, I do think there was some election messing around. In this sense, if not out and out corruption, crazy, wrongheaded, sloppy practices. I already told you, I think, Claude, that voting here in North Carolina, state I love, you know, I went in and I gave my name and address and reached in my wallet for my ID. Said, oh, put it away, put it away. That's enough. Just need your name and address. So I, I don't know. You know, they say, used to say that Democrats were the wicked party, we're the dumb party. Uh, I think both are true, actually. I suspect that in Pennsylvania, before Election Day, Fetterman had 400,000 votes by by mail. I I just can't see people looking objectively at John Fetterman and saying, let's send him to the Senate. But our own failure to fix things, I, I I just don't know why elections proceed like that. The Constitution leaves it to the states. You know how elections will, will be conducted, electors, electors chosen, and so on. But um, there's something wrong. I got to think more about it. Not you all. Help me think on this, uh, Claude. Any initial reaction? I want to get to those emails pretty soon. Yeah. No. I mean, basically, what you had mentioned, and we talked about this in the election mini episode that we just that we released a few days ago. Um, is you know, I wonder if we're trying to figure it out from a standpoint of, uh, I don't know, logical thinking, maybe even traditional thinking about where the country is. I do wonder if strategy for the Republican Party is, well, number one, recalibrated to, way, to where some where most of the country might be now. Um, but number one, but the number two, I'd also wonder, because again, he he's the elephant in the room. He's the talk topic. I wonder if this is still a, I'm not satisfied with things are, but anything that resembles something attached to President Trump, from former President Trump, I don't want anything to do with it. So I don't know which to, um, which one to go with. I would like to think that it has more to do with uh, ties or attachment to the former president than it does with the country being a little more left than we may think simply because the 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 long term ramifications of that um but we don't know yet we don't we we, we don't know yet um but you could okay. see, you could make a point for either one i you know you make an interesting point claude i think the country is a little more left on a lot of things than i think or you think or we'd like to think but um we'll see uh, you know people have said after trump won in 2016 after you know, after that, drawing to an inside straight as he did to win, that he didn't help in 18, didn't help in 20, now didn't help in 22. But uh, I guess you could make that case. Other thing I've heard is that we shouldn't despair because we thought we were going to have a great red wave in 78, two years into the Carter administration. And um, we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Um, 80 came Reagan. People were somewhat in despair 
78, uh, kind of like they are now, and thought, man, all is lost. And then here comes Reagan in 80. So we'll see. But we'll get to this when we read uh, emails, particularly George's. Let's just go right to that. Let's go to Don. Let's go to our okay. friend Don. Don sure. writes this weekly, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to hear from Don. And by the way, you can email in podcast at gmail.com. Don says, uh, Bill and Claude, I've listened to countless pundits over uh, the week uh, lay blame for the horrible result, results of the election on a variety of excuses from Trump to abortion to bad candidates to McConnell. The blame is widespread. The electorate electorate, excuse me, uh, ignored inflation, Afghanistan, Ukraine, the border, uh, 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 jab mandates, CRT, transgenderism, FBI and DOJ corruption, Biden corruption and lies, school closures, defunding the military crime, et cetera. The simple reason that we uh, need to face is that 50 per, uh, plus percent of the country are now on the left. Washington is no longer a solution. We must concentrate on local elections, starting from local mayors, sheriffs, school boards, uh, school superintendents, county and city commissioners, prosecutors and governors in order to save this country. May well be right. Attention in, uh, in the wrong place. Attention to the local that's where the elections are, you know, the, the rules are set uh, by secretaries of state, even secretaries of state who are running uh, for the position uh, in, a, in a vote they're overseeing um, may, may well be right. And, 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 and Don hints at the same thing you're talking about, Claude. The country may be more left than we think. Mm-hmm. The effect of the schools, I've talked about this a lot. Let's elaborate further on these points with um uh, a longer, excellent email from uh, our friend George, but we do thank uh, Don mm-hmm. for his regular uh, emails. They're um, <laughs> yes. they're smart and they're interesting, and always th- this one was. Let's let's go to Florida. If, if I if I could for one second, just to get sure you a thought on something, because Don's email triggered something, you know, inside of me. I also wonder if the current culture, council culture that we live in, has something to do with it as well, and a way to kind of fight back against that because i i just wonder also like is more the country leaning leaning left uh more of the country than we think leaning left or are people just they don't want to speak out about certain things i can't you know whether it's transgenderism and all that like they just don't want to say anything because they just don't feel like being you know whether it's called a bigot or being called out on yeah. social media you know i mean that's a lot of momentum that and and, and it goes both yeah, ways. i mean that's yeah don't Remember? be a bigot don't be a racist don't be a uh election denier Right. Right. Yeah. And so some of these things that they may have questions about or, 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 or don't like maybe to their personal lives, it doesn't seem big enough to cause a ruckus about right now. And so I wonder if they kind of go with the flow just in order to, I don't know, for self-preservation, it seems like. I don't know. It's right. a fair point. It's a fair point. Let's go. Let's go to this uh, email. And I may ask you to pause at certain okay. points so I can comment some brilliant Brilliant piece of work by George. Yeah, it definitely is. And if and, and I agree to pause when you ask me to, if you agree to correct my pronunciation of certain <laughs> words and, and defining certain words for me when I come across them yeah, and they not know what they are, but it's so smart. So I know. Smart. I know. All right, here we go. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, he says the subject says no joy in Mudville. Uh, he says, can this really have happened? Did the Republican Party blow the biggest opportunity to reset since the peanut farmer? Uh, say it ain't so, Joe. And then he says, or Bill and Claude. I ardently supported uh, Donald J. Trump from July 15th, 2016, when he announced from his residence in New York City 
and thusly became embroiled uh, me in countless maddening debates. So much so that I made bumper stickers, which read policies, Trump's personality for all my friends. Few Hang on. Hang on. It's a very interesting phrase he did in the bumper sticker. Yes. Policy Trump's personality. Mm -hmm. So uh, what he's talking about is very familiar to me. I was a vocal Trump supporter and had to keep defending him. I should have thought of that wonderful phrase of his. Mm -hmm. Hey, personality is one thing, but policy trumps it. Excuse the verb there. But policy trumps personality. Mm -hmm. These days, however, Trump's personality is kind of overwhelming. Right. He's not making policy anymore, but, you know, calling DeSantis governor the sanctimonious, sanctimonious. Mm-hmm. Uh, making fun of Youngkin's name. Do you see that? I did not. So there's a new thing. Well, young, young mm-hmm. kin. What is he? Yeah. Chinese? You know, what's oh. the point of that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back to Jordan. Unless you want to comment. No, no, no. Yeah. The only comment is, you know, um, when we look back, um, even in 2016, you know, uh, or in the primary, this is some of the tactics that he used then, um, maybe now we just weren't as tired of it then as we are now. Uh, oh, no, that's right. No, no, he's worn us out. Mm-hmm. I mean, those of us who defended him are worn out. I, my short, when people say you, you supporting Trump for president this time. I say, no, when people say, why? I say, I just don't go through it again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Constant defense. Well, he didn't mean to make fun of that guy. He didn't mean to yeah. make fun of the, of the guy with the handicap, you know, God yeah. knows. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Back to George. All right. So he says this email, not my first to you and Claude, is an appeal for you to step up to the plate as the eminence grease. You clearly eminent, eminent, eminence grise. I think it is. Yeah, great eminence means yeah. Okay, (laughs) you clearly are. Uh, You don't think I don't think so, but Claude is. But well, no, I mean this is something, and we've heard this even back on radio days that someone of a senior statesman like yourself who has, you know, the intelligence, but also uh, the emotional awareness and the uh, the even, if I could coin a term, even killness uh, that you have it, it, when you look at all these um, uh, issues, that that's, that's necessary and needed, you know, right now. There was something, I, I think it might have been the Republican convention in 2016. Um, there was a, a portion where I believe... Um, uh, Secretary Condoleezza Rice spoke and we we raved about it on the radio like it was just good to hear that level of just maturity on stage uh, yeah. about the country because we had, hadn't heard it in a while but anyway I, I, I say all that to say that I agree I agree with George there about you being what uh, is uh, necessarily needed okay so he said well, we'll see if my voice is needed we'll see if my voice is heated mm-hmm. we'll see if my voice is heard say what you want she's a very dignified woman yes Absolutely. And great to hear her voice. I agree with you. Let's go back to George. All right. He says, uh, you both like football, college at least, so I will use another metaphor. On Tuesday, we were first and goal on the two, and we limped away with a, a, mess, a measly three points, uh, a truly sorry outcome. Boy, George really listens to this uh, podcast, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. College football. Yeah. Well, I'm not even sure we can say we got three points. But go ahead. Without a doubt, Donald J. Trump deserves much of the blame. His noxious bullying manner, he torpedoed the 2020 election, but also the candidacies of multiple likely winners in favor of those who carried favor by supporting his uh, tired claims of fraud in and otherwise did his bidding. 
As a result, we lost very winnable races in Arizona, Pennsylvania, uh, New Hampshire, and likely Georgia, with no lo- which no longer matters. Toss in bonehead plays by Lindsey Graham and a few other leaders, he says in quotes, in quotations, uh, and we converted an 80-mile-an-hour fastball over the heart of the plate into a broken bat single to right. Sad, sad, right. sad, bad, bad, bad. Loves those sports analogies. Yeah. Yeah, very disappointing. And uh, a lot of boneheaded stuff went on. You're right. And uh, maybe miscalculation of the, of the public. All right. Going back to the email. Uh, he says, meanwhile, the libs beset on every side by bad news of their own doing managed to carry someone across the finish line who makes uh, Biden sound like Lincoln. Just Talk about so Fetterman. Yeah. yeah. Talking about Fetterman there. Go ahead. It's beyond time for the Republican Party to uh, step up and demand Trump step down. Thought leaders like you, uh, Bill, uh, Sean Hannity and others must cut ties with Trump uh, for the pariah he has become. He is a petulant bully and far too many skew his performances, even when they uh, are best for the country. Uh, Talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. Trump causes more people to do that than anyone in recent history. Well, you very, st- very strong, uh, very strong. I don't know that I put that strongly, but I think he has uh, become a, a net um, loss minus for, uh, for for deficit for the party. Um, I, I, I think I think he's one of the few Republican plausible candidates who could l- run and lose and lose pretty big. Trump fear is out there and the Democrats used it and used it well. Go ahead. Because while you uh, depose Trump, please do the same for McConnell, Graham and their cronies. Uh, get rid of uh, Rona Romney McDaniel, for God's sakes. Uh, how are conservative-leaning, country-loving Americans to trust a party that is so uh, impotent, uh, so wrong? Uh, enough of uh, Rove, Gingrich, and the rest of the crowd who blew it with their red wave predictions. I encourage I, you- I'm, certainly for, I'm certainly for a new generation of leadership, and I think we have some very strong people in the party. Go ahead. I encourage you to be a leader on this mission, to be clear and unambiguous. I know you have said you hope Trump doesn't run. It's time to demand it, or surely we will face Biden 2.0, and the blasphemous practices of our educational system will be uh, forever codified. Please, please stand up and be counted. In my original draft, I was going to write, by all that is holy, keep Trump out of Georgia, but that is moot now. (laughs) It's It's mute, yeah. Yeah. In the end, policy without personality and grace is a recipe for derision and vindictive repudiation. We have a stable of attractive leaders on our bench, as John Fogarty saying, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. George from the state that got it right. Florida. Bravo, George. Yeah, really. Bravo is right. Um, I I corrected you. I shouldn't have. He said moot. And I said, no, he means mute. No, he didn't mean moot. M-O-O-T. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Georgia thing is moot because uh, Democrats have a majority in the Senate uh, now because of the surprising loss of Adam Laxalt in Nevada mm-hmm. uh, to a uh, to a Democrat again late closing. I, I'm still suspicious. Brilliant email. I agree with it at almost 100 uh, percent. Very strong. Um, it's hard for me because I know Trump has been good to me and my family and at least, you know, very friendly and, and supportive. And Lord knows I've defended him, but I think he's um, I think he's dead weight now and uh, or worse. Um, you want to comment, Claude? Well, no, I, th- I think that's I think that's the discussion internally that the Republican Republican Party ha- has to have. Um, it was one that 
maybe should have had in 2016, but there was no way to determine. Let's not forget when he won the election, there was the, the big discussion was, will the weight of the office and the responsibility of the office being in the chair, being in the room, will that, you know, temper down the the very things that we're talking about now? And I don't think it did. I think it actually encouraged, you know, stoked the flames because yeah. that's the kind of guy that he is. And so while, you know, uh, what I guess six years ago, uh, that was the conversation headed in. It's still the same thing now, uh, but you have less uh, support, well, former supporters who want to go through the whole thing again. And and, and it, I think it takes a move out of the Democrats' hand where the the move, what, two years ago was, well, we can put Biden up there because people will vote for anyone other than, than, than Trump. You now have the Democrat Party and others who, who um, were against Trump at the point where they'll say, yeah, he, he – Biden hasn't done anything great for the country, but he's better than the former president. Do we really want to have voters make that decision again, that they would rather have inflation, high gas prices, unemployment at a high, um, uh, jobs looking for workers? You've got overseas situations. Who knows what's going to happen with China and Taiwan? But we don't care about that as long as former President Trump does not get back in the White House. I don't know. You know, they don't have to make that decision now. Now it's the Trump supporters who have to make that decision, the Republican Party. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it's not as if, you know, it's not as if we we can say, well, we don't have other candidates who are good. I mean, my gosh, mm-hmm. Santos, Youngkin, the governor's uh, Mike Pompeo. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's just a lot of people uh, who are formidable. We've got Jeff in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, uh, going back to the in, uh, the uh, episode we did with Seth, our buddy Seth said, what exactly is go Trump or go DeSantis supposed to mean? I understand that Trump is not as refined in his speaking as DeSantis, but if there's any difference, but is there any difference in their policies? I, I think not. Uh, so why go full Trump for four years, then DeSantis for the next eight to ensure that the nation is back in, uh, in on track? So essentially what they're saying is, why choose between the two? Go Trump for 2024 and then DeSantis for the next eight to get the country back on track. Uh, then he picks up and says, if all you got against Trump is a bunch of mean tweets, rude comments against his opposition, surely you do not want an incoherent Biden or Harris. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, there are a lot of people who simply will not vote for Trump for president. Right. They'll vote for all sorts of Republicans this time around for governor, senator and house. But not, but 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 not Trump. The argument against what, what the writer, his name again, uh, Jeff, Jeff is, is Jeff from Tacoma is saying is that Trump might lose, and I think things are going the way things are going. The twenty four, virtually anybody we put up wins, uh, except Trump. And it's not just his unrefined way of speaking; it's you know his boorishness, his attack on people, his uh, yeah. There's a lot that comes with. Know, I mean, we personal. talked about yeah, it. no, talked, no, no, yeah, I know. yeah. We I, talked I, about I it. Defended him, and I supported yeah. him, and I know him pretty yeah. well, and I, you know, loved what he did for the country. But I don't want to go through it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I'm not sure I would if he were the candidate. I, I think that I think they would scare the hell out of a lot of Americans. And frankly, a lot of Americans are not that smart. Hey, right. true. Know and can't, and can't look here. past how they feel and what other people say and the roaring crowd to say, well, but these policies work for me and they work for the country. A lot won't even take that step to do it. Yeah, I don't really necessarily mean to say a lot of Americans aren't that smart. I'll just limit that to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, I, how half the people in that state could be supporting Fetterman right. is beyond me. I, it's a disbelief. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many reasons why you don't, don't want to support that guy, but 
But that's that's it. That's the way it is. But th- all that will come to the surface if Trump runs. Right. And um, let me tell you, I, it's not so clear to me that the successor is uh, DeSantis. Could be. I know him. I love him. Remember, he was the member of Congress who was most often on our radio show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was recalling it with our friend David Willisall. You remember David? Yeah. With who the was, stolen uh, Honda Accord, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and DeSantis said, let me do something. Our guy who was our, our screener for calls, right, David? Mm-hmm. And he said his car was stolen and DeSantis was listening in. What he said, he'd organize a congressional inquiry into it. Something there was something very funny there. Remember that? I do, I do, absolutely. Another email. Okay, we've got one last one from our friend Raymond, who sent in a long email. Um, I'm going to try to. I'm just going to try to. Where's he from? Where's Raymond from? Let's see, Raymond. He doesn't say where he's from. Actually, he didn't mention where he's from. Um, Well, well, how do we know he's Raymond? Okay, go ahead. I'm kidding. Oh right, yeah, like (laughs) email fraud is what we. (laughs) It's like voter fraud. And we watch everybody loves Raymond. By the way, yes. I did, uh, I've watched a few episodes. Hilarious. Hilarious. It's a very funny show. Go ahead. Go he ahead. says, forgive me for bringing up this topic again, but I listened to your podcast with John Hinderocker. I'm convinced you are disgusted by uh, Donald Trump's personal history. Uh, this idea that Trump's policies were great, but his personality and abrasive tweets were ruinous to everything else makes me question uh, if you really thought that his policies were great. Now, I'll, I'll just interject here. I mean, Raymond can go back and listen to all the shows. I mean, there's nobody, honestly, there's nobody that I'm affiliated with or know uh, that has been more pro-Trump than you, Dr. Bennett. And so I, you know, I don't know why he would say that. Um, but uh, he says, I'm convinced that maybe you believe the uh, government careerists like Mark Espers, um, that if uh, it were not for the civil-minded uh, selections Trump picked, Trump would have ruined our country. Uh, and so he goes on, you know, more so about that as far as, you know, no, no, support yeah. for Trump, really for Trump and things like that. Now, he did say, I really do enjoy your podcast. I even listen to the college football episodes, uh, even though I'm no longer a fan of any sports. Um, I would I would uh, I would um, ask Raymond to jump back into sports, man, breathe a little bit and check out some games and enjoy it. He, he goes on to say, I just wish you would be more mindful that a lot of those 76 million votes and those not casted or thrown out in 2020 have not seen a Republican willing to fight for our causes as Trump has done then and now. I agree with that. I agree with the fighting for our causes. I agree with the strong presidency. I agree with strong policy. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that he alienated as many people as he brought in mm-hmm. and that he could lose a general election, which we cannot afford to lose. And it's not as if Trump policies don't mean, mean, mean to sound ungrateful here, that Trump policies depend upon Trump. Right. I mean, right. Uh, you've got people like DeSantis and Mike Pompeo running for president, I think. Uh, and I think DeSantis will, or again, these guys might or will, uh, will if Trump doesn't run, might even if he does. Um, and one other person. Now, take this one to the bank and think about this one, Raymond. Um, Glenn Youngkin. Glenn Youngkin's been all over the country. I've seen him on TV everywhere. I mean, haven't you seen him in New York? Yeah. You know, for Zeldin, uh, in the state of Washington. When's the last time a Republican was asked to come to the state of Washington campaign? Uh, everywhere. He is very conservative. Mm-hmm. His policies are very Trump-like. 
Uh, he didn't, wasn't blessed by Trump. He didn't ask for Trump's blessing. He managed that very well. He handles himself beautifully, and he's not threatening. The policies are extremely conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not threatening. Maybe it's that little sweater vest thing, you know, that yeah, Mr. Yeah. Rogers. I, I can't see Trump wearing one of those, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, it's important. And, I, and I'm sorry. I, I feel kind of badly. Uh, you know, I wish Donald Trump would listen to some advice, but he, he reminds me of the character Coriolanus in Shakespeare's play, Coriolanus, who's a great warrior. The people love him. He comes home. He's, you know, he's tattered. His clothes are tattered. His shield is bent. His sword is, uh, you know, got notches in it. He's, 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 he's got blood on him, but, you know, he's vanquished all his enemies. And they say, oh, you know, you need to run council here, Senate ever and uh, he said well all right i'll just stand there and tell them my victories no no they say you must go to them most counterfeitly <laughs> line from shakespeare counterfeitly mm-hmm. go and tell them you love them you know and, and coriolanus you know tries and then he just blows up and says there's a world elsewhere that you know the hell with this mm-hmm. shakespeare doesn't say the hell with this i'm saying it but that's kind of like trump and um you know, if he were able to take that advice and soften it a little bit. And um, what's the funny line, the Irish uh, definition of uh, charm? The ability to elicit the answer yes before the question is asked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a nice it's a nice thing, you know, have people nodding even before you ask them the question. But with Trump, there's a certain amount of guardness that people have. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I appreciate you saying what you did, Claude. I, cause I did, I do like him. I did defend yeah. him and I thought he was great for the country, but I also know a lot of people, even a lot of conservative people who would say, I, I just can't vote for him. And so. isn't that the frustration? Like, isn't the frustration that if he would, if I could just, if he could, if he could just turn down the Trump 10, 15 to 25%. It wouldn't even be close. It would twenty uh, twenty twenty would have been close if he would have just turned down the Trump fifteen to twenty five percent. But he won't. He won't do it. He won't. Right. He will. Maybe he can't. Yeah. Maybe he can't. Maybe he can't. And, and by the way, there are some people who are fine and they will live with that. And there are some who can't. And there are some mm-hmm. who can't. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to email in their Thanksgiving plans, we'd love to share your emails, maybe what you're yeah. for, what you're doing, what you're cooking. Just email in Bill Bennett podcast at gmail.com. And the thing I love about these shows when we get close to the holidays is it gives us, uh, gives us a chance to kind of breathe and take a break. And I think we, I think we need to breathe and take a break, uh, now. So Bill Bennett podcast at gmail.com. Send in the dishes you're cooking. What's the tradition? What you're doing and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll try to share ours. Maybe we could persuade Mrs. Bennett to come to the microphone and do the right. rules for Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No gesturing with your cutlery. So yeah, remember. yeah. You cannot punctuate your sentences with a fork. Right. That's, that one political, I, yeah. political perspective. Don't put it in someone's eye or even lift it up. Right. Off the, you know, off the plate. 